Welcome to the Missouri Wind and Solar Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Shank, coming to you from our store in Seymour, Missouri. Each week with my co-host and Missouri Wind and Solar's general manager, David McDerris, we discuss the latest on self-reliant energy. Check out our additional educational information, including dates for our hands-on workshops conducted in Seymour, on our website, windandsolar.com. Thank you for listening to our podcast, and if you haven't already done so, please consider subscribing. All right, David and I are back, and we're going to keep rolling through our new off-grid house that Crystal and I moved into. Before I forget to begin with, and I'll try to remember to do it again at the end, Crystal wanted to make sure that I said to tell your dog I said hi. And so <laughs> if I forget to do that in the end, just make sure that... He said it in the beginning. <laughs> we'll try to double dip on that. So let's go through what we did with the batteries. Yeah. Wes has got quite the battery pack at his house. It's something new to us that Wes was more than willing to try at his home. And so far, it's been working out great. It's, there again, it's had a few little hiccups up and down, but overall, we're going to talk about those. And so, Wes, what do you think about your battery bank that you have there? Well, we made a real conscious decision with that. I mean, man, how long have we been kicking around about? Yeah, we, we took a, a year to build the house and <laughs> took us seven months just to figure out what we wanted to put in there for power. So let me start out by saying we are huge, huge fans of Simplify. Oh, yes. Uh, I mean, we love those batteries. Those are fantastic batteries. We'll keep carrying those as long as Simplify will have us as a dealer. I love them. They're just a fantastic battery. That's all all you can say about them. They're just fantastic. Every aspect of them. But what we decided to do at our house, since I've got an incredible team here that can swoop in and make sure that (laughs) (laughs) that Crystal and I have power on any given day, is we decided to kind of go off in a direction and make our own batteries with the lithium cells that I'm sure a lot of you've seen out there. I mean, I know there's tons of info about them. There's tons of YouTube videos about them. We're going to do a YouTube video on them here shortly. We wanted to go ahead and give this a try and kind of see how it went. The biggest thing is we know our customer base is very much like, you know, going back to the first days, very do-it-yourself oriented. I mean, that's our people. That's our folks. And so the idea of building your own battery seemed a great fit, but there's a lot more to it than just saying, let's go build a battery. If you lined up the pros and the cons, the Simplify lithium battery is incredibly safe. I mean, I think that's like bullet points one through 97. Yep. It's safe from any number of directions, right? So it's safe for the user. It's safe that you don't screw it up. You got to really correct me if I'm wrong. You kind of got to go out of your way even to mess it up. You do. You have to, (laughs) I mean, you you basically have to connect the negative to the positive. Uh, You make a, you got to really try hard. Right. And, you know, with the built-in battery management system in it and, and all of these things, and, you know, that's one of the reasons why they can warranty that yeah. battery for 20 years. I yeah, mean, and that's bullet point 98 through yeah. 100. Uh, <laughs> this is their 10-year warranty. So, yeah, I mean, we originally we thought we were going to put the Simplify mm-hmm. in there. And then, again, we really kind of debated this around and we decided to build the cells. Now, 
the big thing with the sales, you know, there's no other easy way to say it than the cost associated with the sale is easily a fourth. Right. And that's probably not even right because if you believe the, the amp hours and right. it's probably a lot more than that. So we decided to go with that build our own battery. So when we stepped out and did that, you know, the first challenge I think that we had overall, it is really difficult to make sure that you're getting quality sales. Yeah. The first problem would be sourcing them, you know, sourcing them and making, you don't buy these local. These aren't go to their local hardware store and pick up a bunch of prismatic cells. That's not what happened. That was our first challenge is just actually finding a cell that we and, could And we still purchase. haven't. We still haven't whipped that. Right. And I don't believe we will whip that for a while. So I think we've done something ahead of the game that we are at the very forefront of a game that and continue to try to get better at this game. And hopefully the players along with it will get better along with us. You know, so. So we were building 48-volt system. So that meant we were ordering – 16 of the 3.2 volt batteries, right? right. Yep. So we were building five of those. So what is the 80, math on that? We were getting 80, 80 of those. Cells. Yeah. And what we ultimately ended up doing is we purchased 96 cells to get 80. So I have 16 cells right now that have a problem that will dip below the right. 2.2 volts Right. way in advance of any other cell in that series. And so, which then causes the BMS to shut down. Right. And so we can delve into We can elaborate, yeah, we can elaborate We can elaborate on it. Yeah. So, David, why don't you talk about that for a second? So we've got those, we got 16, mm-hmm. and they should be charged. They should be sitting at state at what, 3.2? 3.2 and resting. So 3.2 is the resting state, 3.2 to point. Three, most of the time it's 3.2. And what's that put them at, like 54? 52 something. I'm doing the math of it. Maybe it's 54. uh, Something like that. But it's in that range. I won't do the math of it. I'm not getting my calculator out. But (laughs) it's going to be up in the low 50s, low to middle 50s. And that's at rest, right? So that's the batteries as they come in from the supplier to us. We take a multimeter. Stick uh, it on there. Stick it on there and see what voltage they're saying. We know for sure they've been at rest for at least 24 hours because they came from a long distance <laughs> away. You know, so the interesting thing was we did that before all of these batteries were installed. This first 80 cells were installed. We did that and they all checked 3.2. So they all checked correctly. It wasn't until that we began to use them and that can happen and did that they start showing signs of weakness in the cell. And not weakness of just totally fall on their face, but fall under the range that is set on the BMSs. And so let me tell you what that means in real terms. Right. (laughs) In real terms, that means at 2 o'clock in the morning or (laughs) whenever, and usually it was about 2 o'clock in the morning because you think about it. Right. Now you're not producing anything. You're using the batteries. That's all you're doing. You got 36 panels out there during the day. That can produce what was it, fifteen thousand? Oh yeah, it is. it's like one hundred and fifty thousand watts okay. a day. I so mean, it's crazy. I'm off by zero. <laughs> yeah. So during the day, this is never an issue. Two o'clock in the morning, your system crashes. Zero power. Boom! It all goes off. And I would always check before I went to bed, and you'd go and look at the batteries, and they'd be 
the BMS, we'll talk about it in a second. The BMS is showing, you know, it'd be showing 90%. Maybe it's showing 80% or whatever. But what I'm set for out there is really at a minimum. I mean, a minimum is at least five days of autonomy. Right. I mean, minimum. So going to bed at 80% should not even. You should never really go to bed at 80%, truthfully. I mean, you should. Be surprising, but. Yeah, I mean. But so anyway, two o'clock in the morning, power goes off. And so what was happening was. Your cells, after being enacted, your cells were falling. And that's the thing. It wasn't the cells. It was a cell. Right, right. Okay, yeah. As Jack Reacher would say, you got to be specific. <laughs> yeah, you got to be specific here. So it was a cell in a 16 so 16, block. you got 16 cells. Yeah, in a 16 block battery, which is 16 cells. I mean, in 16 monoblocks in this, to make this one 48 volt, 420 amp hour battery, there were 16 monoblock cells in that. And one cell, one cell would fall on his face, not to the point of zero. Because your BMS is set to turn right. kick off. It's a safety net. So what would happen, and we'll talk about the BMS just a little bit more here in just a second. What it would do is it would read that individual cell and say, okay, it is fell below your critical load. Which I think uh, is 2.2. I think is what uh, Sam had And said. so it said, okay, it's fallen below 2.2. I've got to kill all power being drained from that entire bank because without that Remember, most of you haven't attended our class, but remember, the weakest cell in a battery dictates what the battery is going to do. It's going to dictate the overall system, and it's going to shut your power off at two o'clock in the morning. Is what it's going to do. That's boom. The end of the that's the end <laughs> of the subject. I mean, it's going to shut your power off because it works to the weakest link, and that cell being weak would allow Wes's system to just turn off. And so. If we roll back to my first comment, we bought 96 batteries to get 80. Right. So there was bad cells run across, I'm going to say, my five batteries. Right. So all five of them at some point were hitting this point where even if all of those cells had been in one battery, it had been fine. Right. But what happened, you know, even if you had... 15 bad batteries or bad cells in one good one, that battery's going to cut itself off fine. Right. But the flip side of that is, like you're saying, one bad cell yeah. in these overall right. great battery right. causes it to fail. And so those 16 bad batteries were spread across, those 16 bad cells were spread across five batteries, caused all five of them to fail. And so you're going to bed with, 80 plus believe, percent yeah, power is, is 80 percent and then power. all of a sudden overnight you know the heat runs kicks on and all of a sudden boom it dropped below 2.2 and we're shutting down and the reason we had had question before the reason that he's not seeing failure during the day just so you'll remember is because we have charge coming in a day as long as there's sufficient energy from the panels getting to the cells no matter if the cell is good or bad, it's going to transfer that energy right on through the cell into the, in his case, it's radians that he's using, into his inverters to run that home. So during the day, there's zero issue. Even with bad cells, there's zero issue that you're going to have. You never see it. You're never going to see it because there's enough charge coming through those. 
it's only during the nighttime hours are you going to see the failure of sales. I mean, that's just the only time if you're hooked up to solar. And the other side of it, too, is, you know, we had talked a lot about this, is how you handle, you know, waking the batteries back up and waking the BMS back up and all that. I would tell you, that was never a problem because I think what was happening, too, you could tell me if I'm wrong, is, okay, so it cut off at 2 in the morning, so it shut itself down, right? Right. All it took was uh, popping the breaker back off and on from the FM 100s, got a little bit of pop from those. It came right back up. But I think the reason that they were doing that is because, I could be wrong here, you tell me if I'm wrong, is that enough time had even passed where the batteries were balancing themselves back in there alone. So that 2.2, all it had to do was come up to 2.3. 2.3. Right. Yeah. And the BMS would come back on. Correct. Be like, oh, hey, it's 2.3. I'm and happy now. That can even happen. And on, so that was confusing. Yeah. Because it's like, yeah. Well, that can even, ha- that can even <laughs> happen on a flooded lead acid battery or anything that maybe an inverter alarms out because it fell too low because you're putting too much draw on it at one time. So it draws it below what it can actually handle. And as soon as that inverter turns off, you'll check your battery. And you're like, well, my battery's at, at 12.3. Too. I mean, there's. It's not below. It's not below the cutoff, and it's because you're making that big hard draw off of it. And that was what, what also was what happened in the West when something would kick on big, it would all of a sudden suck on those cells, and it would draw those individual cells that were weak. We won't even classify them as bad, as they were just they were weak. They just won't hold at the point. Of, they were out of sync with everything right. else that yeah, was. Yeah, they that they plant. were just they were weak cells and weak cells. I should, I said, I can't class. They are bad cells. I mean, if they're weak, they are not going to work properly in a battery. Well, I would say, I can't remember what Sam said about this, but I'm sure you would know. I mean, now we've got 16 bad batteries. We could probably make a battery out of them. You could. Because they all Because they're all, because they're all, they're all, (laughs) I mean, they're right. They're they're all going to. And at that point, you can reset the BMS on that one. You know, lithium is something totally different than lead acid. Or AGM, either one. It's just totally different. One of the big factors in lithium is how far you can draw them down and not actually hurt them. You can take a lithium battery down to zero, you know, and then come and charge it back and not damage it from doing that. Whereas flooded lead acid or an AGM battery, you're going to cause. Well, then why are we stopping at 2.2? We stop at 2.2 because we want to, for cycle life, we can not quite double our cycle life, but going to 80% DOD versus 100% DOD, we can increase our cycle life almost by double okay so we can really increase so there's a the cost to taking it to zero. yes there oh yes yes there's a trade-off my daughter and i have talked about this extensively in the last in life there's always trade-offs and that's going to be the trade-off you can spend less money up front but you're going to usually have to right. pay it on the back side when you actually burn them out to you know before they're so so would we go range. into that bank and set it down to zero You'd set it down. You know, a dead cell is going to be about 1.5 volts. That's going to be considered. It would At that point, it wouldn't run any of your inverters, okay? So your inverters are going to alarm out. Like, for instance, a 12-volt inverter alarms out and, and just won't work at below 10.5 volts. At 10.5 volts, it shuts down. The internal workings of an inverter doesn't know how to run that. It doesn't have enough power to run that. So take that times four, you know, we're at 42 volts. Well, in this case, the mate would see that it was too low. Right, and, and, right. and that's what the mate does. That's why you, 
you don't have to. Well, run actually, you need to run well, so let's go ahead and move on to talk about the BMS because that's really kind of where we're headed. Yeah. So this is one of the big, huge, huge differences in a Simplify and build your own. And that is you got to put your own BMS in here. And we're using Dally BMSs. We carry them here at the store. I don't know who else has. I've never really got them around. But but, I mean, Sam uses them at home. I use them at home. You know, we've been working with them. They have a nice display, gives you a lot of information, a lot of programming information. Neither one of us are real keen on they've got a bluetooth option but it wants to know your location based services and all we're not real gung-ho with that if you want to do that cool probably the biggest challenge we had with using it is so you have a sensor cable that's running out to each battery to really make it work well you need to crimp a ring terminal on there and i don't know who decided at Dally to do the length of wire. But I mean, it was like, okay, the world needs this length of wire to be 18 inches. And so they decided there to do 17 inches. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you know, every time that I fiddled with that, I've been quite certain that I was going to kill myself trying to move things around because right. those little, and they are angel hair thin. I mean, they're the yeah. tiniest. Yeah, they're probably 20. 24 gauge. I don't even, I mean, if there's two pieces yeah. of copper in that yeah. casing. Real, real small. All they're just, I mean, all they're doing is taking voltage, you know. And I mean, I popped myself once in yeah. there fiddling around with yeah. it. And yeah. <laughs> you want to wake up, you yeah. lay lay a bar across a couple of lithium and then see yeah. if you don't yeah. wake. wake up real quick. But anyhow, I digress. So <laughs> you get all that cabling run out there. You make sure you're reading how to do it. There's a very very, very specific way that the wires are run. You run them in sequence as they run down the actual cabling. It'll make more sense if you had one and you were doing it. You'll understand what I'm saying. But if you get those out of sync, I don't think we did. I think Sam was saying that it would tell you. It wouldn't blue smoke on you, but it it will tell you that you got to fix it. From what I read, if you get them out of sync, unhook it all and start over. Yeah. I mean, your first cable has to be on your first battery. Your second cable has to be on your second. So it's moving in series around the battery. So that actually then what you get on the display is you can go to your second or third page. I can't remember offhand. But then you get a voltage on every cell. So in this problem that we're talking about, it was easy enough. Once we figured out what was going on, go to the second page, you look at the batteries, and then you see, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six are all three volts. Number seven is at two volts. You know, the eight, nine, 10, 11 are all three. Okay, well, seven's a problem. So pull seven, pull seven, replace it, put it back in. And, you know, that's what we did. 16 batteries later, right? we don't have any problems. There, there's no shutdowns on the system. So what's cool is that it gives you a lot more. I mean, it really gives you more faith in your BMS because it's... Right, yeah, because it, it did exactly what it's supposed it, yeah, to do. it's knowing I mean, it, exactly it showed, what it's supposed to do. It showed you, not only did it stop it before it became a problem, it showed you where the problem was lying, you know? Yeah, you're uh, able to go pull that so, out. And, and so saying that, you know, the BMS, the Dally Duke BMS is what Wes is talking about, and, and being able to see all of that, that is amazing. 
the simplify we love them but that is just something that you don't see i mean on simplify it's either working or it's not working but they're now the amplified Amplify, you can Bluetooth. You can Bluetooth to the Amplify. That's the difference difference between the Amplify and the Simplify, is the Simplify is a non-Bluetooth, and the Amplify, you can Bluetooth. So you can kind of see some of that stuff. And and what's the Uh, price difference on those? uh, They're going to be about $450 to $500 difference. Okay, so so that's what you're you're, paying paying for that. that. Because the battery's not any. Yeah, the battery. battery It's the same as a 48-volt. 48-volt or 24-volt, depending on your system. And they're going to all be 3.8 kilowatt and usable 3 kilowatt. And that's running at 80% DOD as using that full three kilowatts. So Simplify is great in that respect of everything we've talked about earlier, but, you know, being able to monitor and see that. Now, the great thing about Simplify in that situation, if one of those cells did go bad, they're getting their warranty covers. Yeah. Out. I mean, assuming you haven't but done something dumb. There's an issue with that. If Wes's power went out at two o'clock in the morning and he had to get up and take a Simplify out and there was not one available, and send that back to simplify. Now he's not just a couple hours without power. He's maybe days without power. You know, so having that and being able to get cells readily, that's a major advantage that he has that yeah. he can work with. I mean, I want to say a 16 pack. It's not that. It's a couple yeah, it, thousand yeah. bucks. It, and I say that. I mean, I know it's, it's a. Right. Yeah, it's, I mean, bucks, it's a, but, an investment. But, but, but you know, still. That'll too, be a later podcast. But anyway. So. You know, but you still. I mean, basically, one simplify battery is one basically a pack a battery yeah. over yeah. here. But Which, there's a big difference in but the big difference in the amp hours. The big battery. difference in the amp hours. Huge difference. Now let's talk about that because I know we're we're jumping now. We were on the BMS, the amp hours, maybe. So yes, there was a major major discussion on the amp hours, and Wes and I had hold on first because because this has come up, and I've seen this in a lot of the boards. Is that so? The cells that I have out of my place have a sticker on them. Let's just say that have a sticker on them that say they're 420 amp hours. 420 amp hours at 3.2 volts. If you look in all the boards out there and all that, they basically say no way. Yeah, they say that it don't exist. Can't be 420 amp hour. Now I know Sam took some measurements. He took some weights. Sam's not a dummy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> far from it. So, you know, by the weights, you know, basing it off of batteries that we know they're a true deal, like maybe like Simplify, different things. By their weights, the numbers work to 420. The numbers don't work when we start running our equipment. And so that's where the big discussion came in and the big, basically the big brainstorming time. And there I just said the word that was not related in the whole deal. Wes and I had a theory of how to figure out, you know, how much actual usable power we had. What our wattage was. Right, what what usable wattage we had. But the deal that we didn't figure into it was time. And that's what lithium excels over other battery chemistries, is the time frame that it can expel energy is so much greater at full capacity expelling the energy. Flooded lead acid batteries or NICAD batteries or, or an AGM battery, and your old drills, you'll remember, when you first plugged them in or first put the battery in, you went and you were driving screws, and I mean, that thing was a beast. It just, and then you went, you maybe you worked for the, for 30 minutes, and then you noticed it was just a little slower putting <laughs> the screw in. You know, by the end of it, it was, ooh, and you just let off for a second, and then you hit the button again, and then you let off for a second, and then you kind of helped it along as you twisted the handle yourself. 
And so we're like, man. And so maybe that lasted for an hour that it did that. But if, by the end of that last hour, you really didn't have much power left. It was really, really weak and had been really failing for the last 30 minutes. Whereas lithium does not do that. Lithium just goes like a beast all the way to the point that it says, nope, done. I mean, just like that. I mean, it just goes all the way to the point and then it says, nope, I'm done. And immediately just shuts down because the BMS, even in the little DeWalt batteries, they have BMSs built into them. That's the big deal about lithium. They all have to have a BMS so you don't destroy the battery. And so it would just shut off. I mean, it just immediately shuts itself off. But that's the different chemistry working inside that battery. And therein lies the deal is the time factor. Because Wes and I, there again, we had a theory of how to figure the usable wattage out of a battery. But what we didn't, when you, versus a lead-acid battery versus lithium, you could physically see the voltage dropping on a lead-acid bank. You'll be like, okay, well, it's just dropping. And so you can see closer and closer. And so you can kind of gauge that as a point of when like watching do I need the to gas quit. Run yeah, out. You know, watching the gas run out on your truck. That's exactly right. Well, I'm getting low enough. I'm not going to even test that anymore. I'm just going to go ahead and shut it off or get new gas or get more gas. Whereas the lithium just stays right there. Your gas gauge, you think, you keep tapping the deal thing, and it's broken. It's not moving. And then all of a sudden, at one time, it just, boom. It's just like it was broken, and the gas gauge goes from full to empty immediately. There's no in-between it, and it's very, very hard. And that time is the whole factor there, that it just has a certain amount of time built into it that it's going to do that. So, you know, we're still not sure there's 420 amp hours in the batteries, but by all the deals, by the weights of the batteries, by everything we're going along with, the numbers work that they're there. But there again... After we fixed these cell issues that we were having in the batteries, now it's going to be a lot more predictable of actually how much capacity he does actually have in his battery bank. And I think that we're going to find, I don't think there's going to be 420 amp hour. I really just don't think that's the truth. Because it seems uh, like about the max that you see out there. Is I think a, it's about I, 310, I right. think, seems to be the recurring. I think it's going to be the 32 horse Briggs and Stratton lawnmower, you know, 32 horses. I mean, horsepower is. is I don't remember, it's torque divided by, you know, whatever it is. RPMs, I think, is how you get horsepower. RPMs divided by torque. Whatever. Anyway, it's a number that you would never, ever run it at. It would never be that. And that's, I think, what they've done on here. They've got it to work one time, and it didn't explode. And so they just listed it at that. You know, and it's just not going to be a true number. So another big thing about these that you want to be very, very careful with and I would say this is probably one of the biggest concerns that I had in working with them is you need to be incredibly familiar with what you're working with on any lithium cells that you get. And what I mean by that is on the lithium cells that we were working with, the black terminal was a positive terminal and there was a gray terminal that was the negative terminal. Right, which we would never, in the U.S., we would never, ever think that that was the way it would. The lighter color terminal, we would always believe was, was yeah. positive. So what I'm getting at there is you don't need to assume anything on these. You need to be very wary. It's easy, easy, easy to make a mistake with these. And making a mistake with these can be incredibly hazardous. Yes. You know, the amount of power that wants to get out of that battery is amazing. Now, I would say once you get it all set up and everything's fine, 
It's incredibly safe. It's incredibly yep. stable. Yep. Probably actually the safest battery on the market is the lithium ion battery right now. That's even over AGM or right over flooded lead acid. I mean, when you're dealing with AGM, a lot of people assume AGM, there's no liquid in. That's not the case either. If you was to crack open an AGM battery, there is fluid in that battery. I mean, there is going to be actually acid in that battery that can yeah, get still, on. Yeah, it's still, uh, it's just it's absorbed. even classified still as right. an acid battery, is uh, it not? It's classified as acid. When they seal it up, they may classify it as non-hazmat. Okay, so there's a difference there. There's a difference between being classified as non-hazmat and being non-acid because they are acid-filled batteries. They're just sealed to the point that it can't get out without actual rupture of the battery. So somebody would have to drop it or crack the outside casing on it to actually get into that. Whereas a flooded lead acid battery, like your crowns or your Trojans, they actually have caps on top that actually have weep holes. So if you do start overcharge the batteries, they don't explode. The acid actually comes up out of the top, literally boils out the top and comes down the side of the battery, which is very you know, hazardous as well if you get it on your skin or anything else. So yes, but lithium has none of that. Lithium, I mean, if you crack it open, I don't invite you to go crack open a lithium battery, yeah. but it's not going to, I mean, unless you crack it open with a gun and there's a ton of heat to go along with it, there's nothing going to really happen to you when that, that happens. It's not going to, you know, and don't crack it open with fire because fires, you know, again, heat is bad. In any electrical system, heat is bad, you know, just keep away from heat. And the same way would be in sealed AGM battery. You put it around heat and it's going to have the same negative reaction. I mean, it's not going to like it, you know. Yeah, I think I was doing some of the research on just the fire side of them, of the lithiums. And as precautionary, we want to make sure we had proper fire extinguishers and that sort of thing. Because this is different. Right. You don't want to put water on a lithium. Right. That's right. an incredibly bad idea. So you want a, an ABC fire extinguisher is what we researched and came up with. Is that, you know, the lithium... It doesn't necessarily explode, but it's burning like itself. It's yeah. just burning, and so burns extremely hot. You know, that's and you can't things. put it out. You, you have can't to. Put it you, out. you basically can try to it. deprive it. Right. You of, cover it with. Uh, you know, they make like a, almost a. I think it's called a lithium blanket. You know, or, you know, it's yeah. and you just literally put it over the top and just don't let it. You know, don't what let it get do, out. Yeah. What yeah. you're trying to do is not let it burn things yeah. around it. Yeah. <laughs> Until like a, it just gets it's done. like a vicious dog that got into a building and instead, <laughs> instead of trying to do just don't let him out. Just keep him in there, you know, until you can figure out what to do. But just keep him in there. Don't let him out because it'll try to hurt you if he gets out. So I think the takeaways, kind of wrapping this up with this, I think the big thing I would say is verdict's still a little bit out. I'm not sold on the lithium cells. They're working fine right now. There was a lot of work that went into getting them to that flat space. Yeah, versus like the Simplify. Versus the Simplify, Versus the Simplify. I think, what was it, 10 or 12 batteries you were going to need versus, I think, and I'm close on that number. It was either 10 or 12 batteries that Wes was going to need, you know, and that was just simply, on that was just simply, I mean, make the cables here at the store, big number four, not say big, just number four cables, 12 sets of and then one big set of cables over to his inverters and done. Yeah. I mean, it was just literally that. Would, it would have been just that easy. It would know, have been. The Simplify would have been infinitely easier. Yeah. So with that, that's what you're paying for. When you buy Simplify, you're paying for ease of use. 
is what you're getting. You're getting 10-year warranty and ease and, of use. And just like we're saying, who knows if I don't start having cell problems tomorrow. Right. That's right. Yeah. And that's where the 10-year warranty comes in on the Simplify. I thought it was 20. 10 years. It's 10-year ten, ten? warranty on Simplify. And that's 10-year all the way to the date of. And the cool thing about lithium batteries, and this is even in your cells like Wes has, this happened very quickly in Wes's system, right? So this was in these first three months. But let's just say. Gosh, it was like in the first three weeks. Yeah. I mean, so let's just, quick. but let's just say that, you know, trying not to get this on any longer, but let's just, just say this happened five years down the road. And a flooded lead acid system, for one, five years you're getting toward the end of your life, right? I mean, so the battery life itself, eight years is about the max you're going to get out of them. You would be really kind of doing a detrimental deal if you put new cells, new batteries in with old batteries. But unlike that with lithium, lithium you can actually put, because they have such a lifespan, 25-year-plus lifespan, that you can put... He could have taken that cell out and put a new cell in there, and he wasn't wasting his money while doing that. Because even if that battery only lasted the same time as the rest of the battery banks last, he still got 20 years out of that battery. You know, And so that's where lithium really steps up and above. And now, the thing on Simplify, the one thing that you have to remember, this says it in your warranty, is if you add a battery after the fact, right? Let's say that you add a battery four years later. And that you add it to the same battery bank that you had because you had one go bad or whatever, and, and they maybe replaced it. That battery only has that warranty left that's on the original battery bank. Okay. Now, if you buy it for a total different system, that's a total different deal. But if you're put into that same system with a battery bank, you only have the warranty that's left on that battery bank. And if you're out there thinking, well, how do they know? They know. They got BMS. Yeah, I mean, they, that's BMS. One they of the, know one hundred percent. That's uh, one of the big. There's no things. getting around them. It's like midnight. Midnight. You know, people are like, well, how are they going to know if I put overvolts to it? Because they got one button in there they can push <laughs> and tell you exactly how much voltage ever been in that system. And if and it's then, over and, that voltage, and and nope. that's the reason why they can warranty for right. ten years that's right. because they because they know, know that information. If they did it, or if you did it, that's if right. you did it, they're not going to warranty. Right. If they and did then, it, then, then they the are ten year. The thing about the 10-year warranty with, with Simplify, I'm not going to say it's no question asked, but it's as close as no question asked as you can come. I mean, I mean, my system, I'm flying without a net. That's right. He's flying without a net, but he had less than half the cost. Yeah. You know, I could, buy, so I could buy it four more could, times. You could do it. Yeah. You could literally buy it four more times. Now, when it all comes push to shove. Three more times. I when it all comes push to shove, you know. He might not want to do that. You know, yeah. right now. I can tell just, you I don't just want, because, tell you I don't right. want to replace him. I don't because want to replace him one time. Yeah. He just doesn't want to have to do that. So it is a true Sam did so much of that work. I did some of that work. I know that I don't want to replace him. Right. I mean, it right. was Yep. No, I agree. I agree. So it's a very labor intensive process. It's as well. very so, nerve wracking. Yep. Yeah. Sam would come back in and I don't know if it's because of stocking cap on his head or of his hands and his hair pulling it out. I don't know. He'd come in and he'd have some crazy hair after being at West's house. It was, but, it's very nerve wracking yeah, to do that. So, okay. Yeah. All right. We've gone a little long today, but shocking. We're talking about batteries. That always, <laughs> that yeah. always seems to have us go along. I think we're good. Do you got anything else? Nope. No. Okay. So tell your dog I said hi. Oh, I think what I forgot to do on the previous episode is make sure, check out, windandsolar.com come to our classes. Uh, classes 
We may even be introducing a new class into the mix. Kind of looking at that, but check us out online and come see us. Learn all about this in the class. But thanks for checking us out today. Thank you for downloading and listening to the podcast today. If you have a question you'd like to hear us discuss on the podcast or just want to say hello, email us at radio at windandsolar.com. As always, check out our store at windandsolar.com and buy some stuff. Your financial support underwrites our educational outreach like the podcast, YouTube channel, and local STEM collaboration. It also keeps Lucy and her doggy chicken treats. Thanks again for listening.